0: Welcome to your greatest accomplishment. Let's talk parenting. This is a podcast all about parenting and while it might be your greatest accomplishment that does not mean it's easy. We know right now you face the biggest challenges as you care for the emotional the spiritual the physical well being of your children while they're in a world that's teaching them to question everything. So on this podcast, we're going to talk about biblical principles to help raise your kiddos so that they'll love Jesus. So we want to encourage you to join along with us and let's talk parenting. Right now, let's check out today's episode.
1: Hello, everybody. I, I just can't believe this moment in history right now. Can you believe it? I'm here with somebody I've learned from, watched, listened to, uh, been mentored by from a distance, and I'm in the same room with them today. Isn't God great? Anyways, we get to hang out with uh, <laughs> Pastor, Pastor Andy and Sandra, and thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. Thank you thank so you much for, for, having, for me. having us. Hey, thanks for
0: coming our way. You made it easy. That's right. Oh, come yes. on. that's an honor for us. Yeah. That's
1: the least we can do based on <laughs> you guys' input into our lives and into our church's lives. Yeah. So thank you very much. Uh, Andy, you have this famous phrase that you say that I've stolen from you and repeated it a thousand times. It is your direction, not your intention, that determine your destination. And you've said that over and over in leadership environments, and now you say it in the parenting environment. Tell us a little bit about why this idea of the principle of the path is so very significant for parenting
0: because every parent, whether they recognize it or not, they are parenting in a direction. Mm-hmm. And our direction, as you just said, determines the destination. It's true in organizations, it's true in business, it's true financially, in marriage, it's true in parenting. Yep. And uh, we have three kids, they're all married, older, you know, we have adult relationships with our kids. and. You arrive one day and you realize, oh, this is where we are. I mean, you know this. <laughs> and where we
2: landed. You, this is yeah. where we
0: landed. And if you don't parent on purpose yeah. toward a defined win or an it, as we talk about in the book, yeah. you're going to end up somewhere. Mm-hmm. Why not choose it? And we know, in fact, everybody listening knows. In the chaos of parenting, who has time to stop and say, what's when? the win? Yeah. What's the goal? What's the it? Yeah. So we wrote this book to do two things: to encourage parents to stop and ask the question, what's the win? In other yeah. words, when our kids. <coughs> Are adults? What do we want to look back on and say we did it? Well, yeah. What was it? You yeah. know, we got there. What is there? Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. secondly, we uh, share our it, our win, our parenting win, mm-hmm. and we highly re- we highly <laughs> recommend it. And we talk about how we got there. So that's
2: right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit scary when you think about writing a parenting book because uh-huh. what it sort of implies is we are great parents. We're, we think we're so great. We decided we'd write a book about right. it and we got it all right and all right. perfect and nothing could be further from the truth. We are, not, <laughs> right. we are not perfect parents. We do not have perfect kids, but we determined our it early and be, having obedient, perfect little kids yeah. and older kids was not the goal. The mm. goal for us was to get to the end of the parenting journey or the head heavy lifting parenting journey with relationships um, intact, that we would have relationships with our kids on the other end of parenting that um, would would just be rich and rewarding and all of that. We had an it and our it was simply that our kids would want to be with us and with each other even when they didn't have to be anymore. That was our goal and so that was the reason we wrote the book. We, you know, like Andy said, our kids are in their late 20s, early 30s. Mm -hmm. And as we're looking back, there were a number of things along the way and lessons we learned yeah. the hard way yeah. and the easy way and all the ways and from other people mm-hmm. that we felt like would got us to that place yeah. Yeah. and yeah. so we wanted to share that.
1: Okay, now I have I have to ask this question because as a pastor, as a communicator at a pretty large church, I would think you it would be uh, to raise kids up in the fear and, and love for God. Yep. But, but you didn't do that. No. Uh, tell us a little <laughs> bit. Of, no, I'm not saying. You're not supposed to say that. Wow. <laughs> so no, tell tell really us a wasn't. little bit
0: about. Well, you know what? Part yeah. of it is I'm a preacher's kid. I'm a mm-hmm. my, my right. pastor's son. Yeah and um, know lots of preacher's kids. Uh, And again, we worked in student ministry, high school students, Mm -hmm. for 10 years together. Um, We saw all kinds of- We
2: were not confused about about what it was like to have teenagers.
0: We saw parents with all kinds of it. You know, Mm -hmm. obedience, compliance, education. Sports. Yeah, fulfill dad's dream on the football field, fulfill mom's dream on Broadway. I mean, you know, don't embarrass me in front of my friends. There's lots of of Different it's, Yeah. Yeah, But we knew at the end of the day, influence is everything yes and you maintain influence with anyone through relationship Mm -hmm. so if we want to influence our kids throughout their lives the relationship is everything once the relationship ends or if it goes bad there's no influence i mean we don't naturally naturally allow people that we don't respect to influence us Yes. So, in terms of faith, in fact, the, the last section of the book mm-hmm. is about how to help your kids Spiritual develop, yeah, develop a, a faith of their own, and we even talk about what happens when they begin to depart from it. Mm-hmm. But but we knew from experience with lots of high school students and lots of family systems, and from spending a lot of time with parents that we saw or thought got it right. Mm -hmm. We would take them out to lunch and say-
2: And ask them every question we could think of.
0: (laughs) What did you you do? do? What did you not do? And the thing that attracted us to those parents was not how quote spiritual or godly their kids were, it was how connected the family was. Yes. Yes. And I, I'll let Sandra talk about this, but I saw this in Sandra's mm-hmm. family. Again, I come mm-hmm. from a home where everybody's a Christian, everybody's educated, everybody, you know, all four of us went to seminary, My yeah. par- both my parents, my sister and me, but we didn't have what her family had. And when I saw it
2: mm-hmm. very
0: early on, I'm like, I want it, and she was like, "Want what?" Because it was so natural no, to that's her. That's all I knew. That's, that's all she yeah. that's knew. And I'm like, that's "No, it. you're. That's it, and you got to work for it." And mm-hmm. my tendency, and then I'll let y'all talk, is if I had not seen that, I would have I would have parented toward compliance, yes. um, morality, yes. on you know, yes. care, just purely character. Yes. But you can parent toward character, sacrifice the relationship along the yes. way and lose the influence. And so I'm so glad that Mm -hmm. I was introduced to the Walker family.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 So tell us a little bit, just a little bit Mm -hmm. about what that was like growing up in your family.
2: Yeah, well, for us, and and I'll kind of fast forward through all the childhood Mm -hmm. years to our relationships as adults with our parents and with each other was, we really loved being together. And if if four of of the five of us, I'm the middle of three kids. So if four of the five of us were Mm -hmm. together, the other person was like, wait a minute, Don't talk about anything funny. Don't laugh. Don't have a good time without me. Wait till I get there. You know, nobody wanted to be left out.
0: They would call the person that wasn't there and make fun of them. Guess what we're doing. We're eating
2: grandmama's biscuits, you know, and you're missing out. And just all of it. And I would
0: sit there and think.
2: He's like, what's wrong with this family? This is amazing. I mean, there was just (laughs)
0: low drama, low conflict. Just they they enjoyed each other. Now,
1: i am just thought about this. What's fascinating with that is if the Bible argues that we should love God and and then relationally, that's the most important thing, then what your family tried to live out was this relational deal. And just one, making, another, yeah, one another, one another, one another. It really is fascinating yeah. that yeah. you didn't intend it to be I don't mm-hmm. know if your parents did, but yeah. he kinda landed there. Yeah. That relational connectivity mm-hmm. is vital in the in the family dynamic. Mm-hmm. That's, That's pretty right. Cool. And it
2: was interesting because my dad grew up without a dad. And oh, wow. so, you know, for him to have an understanding of that yeah. was really amazing. Yeah. And he just knew my you know, relationships are the most important thing. He wasn't in ministry, he was an entrepreneur,
0: a marine. A marine. Yeah. You know, he marine just colonel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Lieutenant
2: Colonel. So he but he just knew relationships are the most important thing and my mom too and she grew up in a family similar to yeah. to, to yeah. the goal and um, so it was it was just one of those things where relationship was the focus mm-hmm. and that got us to the adult years where we wanted to be and we all love the Lord yeah so That's that awesome. was something That's that incredible. also came along That's one incredible. of the things so,
0: I talk about in the book though toward the end is I I, I while we were letting our kids read the book mm-hmm. was we want to make sure this was
1: no, we uh, did. Well, what did making you sure say we about the making stuff yeah. up? Yeah. and yeah. in
0: one of my conversations with Garrett, our middle child, he reminded me of something I said to him. He, because we were talking about the whole faith thing, uh-huh. and he said, "I remember you telling me. You said, Garrett, if you ever abandon, if you ever leave the faith, I'm going with you." That's what I told him. I said, "Hey, if you ever leave the faith, I'm going with you." And, right. and my point was, and he understood. My point was. If you think leaving the faith means you're leaving me, wrong. Correct. Other, yes. that's, I mean, I, I want you to, to have a, a strong faith of your own relationship with Jesus, but yeah. our relationship's our relationship. And he reminded me of, wow. me, of sure when did. I told him that. Yeah, that's remarkable. Because it left a mark and, and I sort It of, made an impression. Yeah. No. So again, it's, cool. it's not either or. We honestly think this win facilitates the other.
1: Mm-hmm. So. More significant ones, yeah. yeah. Okay, you talk about the four stages of parenting. Now, just humorous for a moment. Which phase did you like the most? Well, tell them what the, Okay,
2: so the, we, we have a chapter, and we did not make this up. No. We've, we learned this from several different sources. The four stages of parenting. First, you have the discipline uh-huh. years, which are like zero to five years right. old. You're just basically teaching your kids, hey, there are consequences for your actions, yeah. always good or yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, training years are like five to 12 years old. That's mm-hmm. the heavy lifting of, of parenting. You're right. training your kids, you're, you're teaching them the why behind yes. the what yes. of, mm-hmm. of, of um, life. And then the coaching years are like 12 to 18. Yes. And those are the years where you step back a little bit, you're giving them the opportunity to make some decisions on yeah. their own and experience some natural consequences. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you're connecting rather than correcting. Yes. I mean, you're still correcting some, yeah. don't get me wrong, But yeah there's a lot more connecting Mm -hmm. than correcting. And then the fourth is the friendship season and the friendship stage where we are with our kids now. And um, you know, those are the years where you just kind of get to reap yeah. a little bit of benefit. You're still parenting <laughs> your kids. Parenting never ends. Correct. <laughs> you're, right. still, you're still parenting, but it's more, how can I
1: help, yeah. you know, yeah. rather than And, and the and danger that, there is, is that you did. see a lot of parents wanting the friendship stage way yeah. too, too early. Too early. And, the tr- and then try to pull the training stage way too late.
2: That's exactly yeah. right. And yeah, if yeah. you get those out of the order in either direction, yes. yeah. you lose. Yeah. I, yeah.
0: One of the things I'm sure we've both seen, especially with dads, is, uh, and dads and sons sometimes, you want your son to perform well at something in public, but you never practice with your son at home. Yeah. So you don't take time to, yeah. to practice with him. Then there's a game or a performance, yes. and it's like, then you're, you've seen the dads, yes. they coach from the sidelines. Yes. It's like, hey, you didn't do any of this at home. Correct. You never carved out time for this, <laughs> but now that the you're game's on, you're embarrassed yeah. by, you know. Yes. And so those training years we did, and we talked a little bit about this, Literally, we knew you can't expect a child to do something well if you haven't practiced. Practice Correct. is what That's developed. So we right. would practice greeting somebody. We someone practiced at the door. everything. We, we made would, everything a game everything was during a game. that
2: training season. Wow. Yeah,
0: yeah. We would, so I would stand outside. They would come and open the door. Hi, Mr. Stanley, welcome. Let's get those hands out eye to eye. Let's do it again. I mean, anything that we wanted them to do, yeah. that we knew we would expect them to do in public, yeah. you have to practice yeah, that's at home. Good. So that's that's sort that's of the training. Yeah, during the
2: training really, really, really years everything is fun and nothing yeah. is boring. Yeah. Then you get to the coaching years and everything is dumb and <laughs> nothing is fine, yeah. You know. So yeah. so you want to during those training years when they really want your attention, yes. yeah. you want to give them your attention, yeah. you want to train yeah. them in in all the different aspects of the things you're yeah. going to yeah. expect of them. You don't
0: train 15 year old. for sure not.
1: Yeah. 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 For sure not. You get their the rolled eyes. No, okay. yeah. no, this is going to be a little curve, a little much <laughs> of a curveball. Um we've got a lot of single parents and mm-hmm. and it gets it just gets so much more difficult when 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 it's one parent in the home trying to manage both roles yeah. um any any encouragement any suggestions you mm-hmm. have just for just encouraging single parents as they as they walk through the book
0: and as they read mm-hmm. it anybody
1: yep. what do you think well
0: Interestingly enough, Sandra alluded to this, yeah. both of our dads grew up without their father in mm-hmm. the home. My dad, oh, well, both, yeah. my dad's dad died when yeah. he was a baby. He was a baby. And Sandra's father.
2: He was about 10 years old when he died. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
0: And neither, um, and so both had those many, many years of single parenting. Yeah. Single so moms. Only to say they turned out to be great <laughs> fathers, both of them. Yeah. So there's hope, number yes. one. Yeah. But this is where what you're doing and what we're doing in the local church is so important. It's why the small group model for middle school and high school kids is so important. It's why having good leaders, because every parent needs a partner in parenting, every parent, we're two parent home, but especially the single parent, they just need somebody who's saying the same thing somewhere else. Coaches do this, sometimes teachers, but the church has an extraordinary Mm -hmm. opportunity to do that. And um, again, there's, you know, the 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 single mom scenario mm-hmm. is yeah. I, I I don't can't imagine anything more challenging but at the same time yeah. um, we all know some fabulous people who. Yeah. They're yep. pretty much raised by their mom and they've gone on to do amazing things. That's exactly
2: right. Well, Absolutely. and one of the things I tell my single mom friends all the time is number one, be in a small group. It seems Massive counterintuitive yep. because yep. it takes time away from your kids, but it is the most important thing because A, you know, they're, they're in a group, they're realizing I'm not the only one dealing with yes. this problem. Yep. This is a common yes. issue. Nothing I'm not the me. only yeah. one, Correct. right. And you, you know, you're supporting each other, you're caring for each mm-hmm. other when the difficult things come. Mm-hmm. You got meals, you got whatever, form care takes and then you just you know you just don't feel like you're alone. And I think there's a lonely factor that it plays big in with a single parent. And then the other thing I say to single people who are just, you know, just in the trenches trying to parent by themselves is take one day at a time. God promises to give us grace as we need it. He doesn't give us a whole bunch early. He gives it to us as we we need need it. it. And as we lean into our personal relationship with Christ, he's gonna provide for us his grace and his mercy in our times of need. And um, surrounding yourself with support, leaning into your heavenly Mm -hmm. father, those are the two big things awesome. in
1: my mind. All right, I got three more in this category. Number one, you only discipline your kids for two major reasons. Right. Um, <laughs> you do that because you think, hey, man, don't disrespect mom right. yeah. and don't tell a lie. Yep. Uh, because both of those damage the relationship. Yep. Now, I can think of a lot more things to discipline my kids <laughs> for. So <laughs> well, help us are. out. Help us all yeah. out. Now, why just those this two? Is so talk important, to us about it. And yes. there's
0: so much about this in the book. Again, this was our our, our win, our it yes. was the relationship. So when you decide the relationship is it, then you set rules according that are relational rules mm-hmm. and you discipline in order to restore relationship. Mm-hmm. One of the most important things we can teach our children is this. When they disobey a rule, whether it's breaking the law later or breaking a rule in the home, someone is hurt or yeah. injured by that. You have taken something from someone. Yeah. It's, so the issue isn't the rule. The issue is who was hurt yes. or disadvantaged yes. mm-hmm. or taken advantage of because you broke a rule. Yeah. So, so when our kids were young, we had two overarching rules, honor mom, mm-hmm. not I obey. Love that one. Yeah, not obey, not <laughs> obey mom because relationships don't thrive on obedience. Relationships thrive on honor. Right. We wanted our, our kids to understand what it looks like to honor. Yeah. Well, you didn't say we couldn't. Well, I didn't think I had to, it was that honoring? Yes. No, well, do I need a rule for everything? No, right. honor your mother, mm-hmm. not your father, honor your mother. Yeah. If you honor mom, we're gonna be fine. Right. And then they're gonna, have to, they're gonna watch me honor mom by yes. making sure they honor mom. And yes. then don't tell a lie. And mm-hmm. this is important for us because of what we do. We did not tie don't tell a lie to the ten commandments we we tethered or harnessed don't tell a lie to this when you lie you break the relationship so i don't want you to lie to me because i don't want you to break our relationship so Mm -hmm. when our kids were younger and and this is this went on through middle school and high school when i confronted them about something and i knew because i was 14 once i was 16 (laughs) once and i knew they would be tempted to lie to me Uh i would say this i would say Hey, Andrew or Garrett, it was usually our boys. Hey, I need to ask you something. And I know you're probably going to be tempted to lie because if I were you, I would be tempted to lie to me. So I've set him up so I don't take him off guard. And I really hope you won't lie to me because it'll break our relationship. I really don't want our relationship to be broken. Mm. That's the setup. Yes. So, okay, here it comes. Yeah. And then I'd ask him the question. Correct. And I just wanted to put it out there. What's at stake isn't just telling me the truth. Right. What's at stake isn't avoiding punishment. Yeah, this is more important to me than whatever it is I'm about to ask That's you about. Beautiful. So we tied the relationship to everything and then we tied uh, relationship restoration to how we disciplined. Yeah. We saw so many mm-hmm. parents who immediately opted for take the door off the you know the bedroom, <laughs> take your no more freedom. PlayStation <laughs> away, no more freedom, sit over there, you can't go anywhere, right. you're restricted. That, it that never worked never worked yeah. it just alienated and isolated and kids learn I'm going to be more careful next time yes. not right? to get
2: caught yes. yeah yes. so
0: we tried and this is takes so much more time so much a more creativity more mental
2: calories a couple of great <laughs> illustrations yeah. in the book
0: yeah. how do you create discipline just Dis- how do we discipline our kids so that they experience the humility and the humiliation of having to restore That's a easy. relationship mm-hmm. but then once the relationship is restored we're done yeah once you've paid them back. Once you've apologized, once you've owned it, mm-hmm. we're done. We're not yeah. going to be on restriction for two yeah. weeks. It yeah. just, you know, it's over
2: yes. when, it's, so, when it's done. It's over, but
0: that is not intuitive. Correct. It takes more creativity, but again, disciplining mm-hmm. toward relationship
2: in the book. We've got an illustration during the younger years of what that looks like. I and then one that. during right. the older years, Yes, yeah. yeah. the high school um, years, during yeah. the high school years, what that looked like. I want to tell the the, I want school. you
1: to tell the one where, um, your son disrespected you. Okay, uh, yeah. I mean, that was great. And then the one well, way they disrespected the, the, the baby babysitter. The babysitter yeah. was great, too. Both of those were great. He's I don't care which one.
2: He's retaining this book yeah, really yeah, well, yeah. that's amazing. Um, okay, we, which you want me to tell which one Either do you one? want to tell? Yeah, yeah. tell
0: them when the older one, because okay. it's it's yeah. hard to know how to discipline a older. 16-year-old. Yes, yes, yes. that's exactly I mean, exactly they're as big right. as we are, are mm-hmm. bigger. And yeah. Like, yeah.
2: So I say about this particular story that uh-huh. I'm gonna tell, that this was Andy's finest parenting moment. Because it was it was just a brilliant response to something. So with one of the main rules being honor mom, there was Mm -hmm. an incident that happened where one of our sons was very disrespectful. And when um, when Andy got home and I shared the story, I could see. I thought, oh, maybe I just should have kept it to myself because I could see in his whole demeanor, this is um, this is a big deal. Yeah, he was sixteen. He was he was driving, and um, so when I told Andy the whole thing. Andy just pause so why don't you why don't you pop into this well, one of the right things here we and talk, talk about, about this. the yeah. older
0: our kids get the longer we can wait between what they've right. done wrong and how we discipline That's them. during the That's early
2: right. years That's it needs exactly. to be, be immediate, immediate. Yes. yeah but
0: in real life you know this you can break the law and you don't go before a judge for months Absolutely. yeah and you may not there's go. There's a big gap to, right there's a big gap yeah. and the older they are having them sit in the, because immediate, the immediate question we get from teenagers is, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. What's
2: and, my punishment? And yeah. the,
0: the right response is, I don't, I don't know yeah. because mm-hmm. I didn't expect you to behave this mm-hmm. way. I'm not prepared gonna... for this. Yeah. I wasn't expecting. It's why you should never put a punishment before they break a rule. If you do this, I'm going to do that. Right. Never do that.
1: Yeah.
0: Because I'm not expecting you to Correct. anyway. Mm-hmm. So I did not know how to respond to this. It was so bad. And I took so long trying to figure it out. She began to wonder. I was like, wonder,
2: um... Is anything gonna happen? Yeah. That's okay. Hold on, hold on. Stop right there. I'm so so sorry.
1: But just for us mere humans. Yeah. So did 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 Andy like did Andy like buck up a little bit and like did he like when it first happened? No. You know? oh, did yes. he like Did he like? Oh. I
2: I could tell that it was. Let yeah, me walk there was away that. right now. You yes, know what I mean? Because I just want
1: to make sure that it's still okay to do that. But Come on.
2: He, and of course, there's always temperament and personality. Right. And Andy's calm. Got We're it. both actually pretty yeah. calm. Mm-hmm. We're neither of us have bad tempers or any of that. Thankfully, that's yeah. just not what has built baked into in
0: us. So angry. Hmm. But
2: he was. He he hmm. he was pretty upset about it. So there was a gap of time. Yes. But when he did decide, he basically said to our son, he said, Okay, here's what you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. You're gonna ask your mom out on a date, you're gonna take her to dinner, buy her dinner and Ask for her forgiveness, apologize appropriately, ask for her forgiveness, Which and he's like, Nero "Oh my gosh, Dad, just that's take right. my keys, gonna take my phone, you know, don't make me do that, because like Andy <laughs> said, there's this kind of humiliation." And factor. I said,
0: "And nobody else is going; it's just the, it's just two, the two of you." Of you. Yes. But you have to ask her on a date.
2: And he actually is a very tender person, mm-hmm. so once he got his head around it, it was it was a super sweet situation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he happened. came to me and he said, "Mom, um, would you be available for me to take you to dinner tonight?" Wow. And I said, I would, and I would love to do that. So he we get in his truck, he takes me to a restaurant. We're sitting there, it's an Italian restaurant. We got our olive oil. I mean, I, I really have a snapshot in my head. I remember what he was wearing. I remember everything about the restaurant. We <laughs> Got our olive oil right here, we got our bread. We're just dipping our bread and talking. And he goes, mom, um, I just want to tell you, I'm so sorry wow. that I was so disrespectful. Wow. And one of the things we taught our kids early is you restate what you did. You don't just say sorry. Yeah, sorry is you, an incomplete sentence. Sorry, sorry doesn't cut it. You don't just say sorry. You say, I that's am good. very sorry that I, and you say what you did. Yeah. And then he said, and I, I really do hope that you'll forgive me.
1: Wow, that's
2: awesome. And I say, Garrett, I forgave you mm. the minute it happened. Mm. That is not even an issue. Mm. But what happened in that moment for both of us was the relationship was absolutely restored. Mm -hmm. And it was such a memorable thing for Mm -hmm. him. It was such Mm -hmm. a memorable thing for me. His wife today benefits from that very scenario. So not only is it dealing with a broken rule in our house and dealing with not honoring mom, This is setting him up to be relationally successful for the rest of his life and to understand what it looks like Mm -hmm. to restore a broken relationship. That's really
1: good. That's really, really good. Finest
2: parenting moment. Well done. Well done. Well done.
1: Well done. Well done. done. Okay. Now you ran across something so quickly there. I gotta, I gotta kind of rewind it a little bit. Uh, this is not a part of the book, but you just said it so quickly, which you often does. That really gets me frustrated because I don't think like that. Uh, and so it's part of, you know, jealousy, but it's okay. Um, I, you just said we don't allow our kids to just say I'm sorry right because sorry is an incomplete sentence, sentence. Mm-hmm. and then you go on to say they have to re they have to retell you what they're sorry for mm-hmm. and then say I'm sorry
2: well and when they're young that just is what comes natural I'm yeah. sorry because yeah. and you're, sorry. you know yeah. and they don't mean it they're just saying it because they're ready yeah. for say to sorry. be you're sorry
0: you're sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> right That's awesome, dude.
1: That's awesome. Okay, last question in this section is just, so tell me what it was like to write this together. Uh, You know, we have a lot of pastors here, and them and their wives want to write books together, but it's hard. Mm -hmm. They're two different personalities uh, trying to get on the Mm -hmm. same page. It's all difficult. Tell us what, what, what was it like for you two to write this book together?
0: We had well, a good time. Yeah, this was, this was pretty easy. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's our life. It's our story. It's, yeah. There are lots of stories in the book. Yeah. And, and again, t- to be clear, this isn't everything you need to know about parenting. This is just everything we know. So we're not yeah. filling yeah. your cup. That's we're it. just emptying ours. That's okay, it. go get that's the that's rest it. from somebody that's else. Yeah. And so it was fun to um, think through Mm -hmm. and remember. We did
2: separate chapters. So I'd be writing a chapter. He's working on another chapter. Often we were in the same room working on it at the same time. Mm -hmm. And we would remember stories at different times or Mm -hmm. I'd know what he was talking. I'd say, you remember that time? I actually went back to my journals. A a mentor of mine early, early in my parenting journey Mm -hmm. um, just really talked to me about journaling and how to do that and just kind of discipled me in that said, way. she said you're
0: going to forget and we're like oh we'll never I'll forget. I'll never forget all of this. <laughs> and then we would read yeah. some of these things I'm and I'm like I, can totally you for- forgot. That? I, I totally forgot. that.
2: that. Yeah. So yeah. I went back to some old journals, kind of skimmed through, found some of the really funny fun stories, things mm-hmm. that happened and and we leveraged those and laughed That's and awesome. again you know brought our children into conversations like do you remember the time and you know to try to get their perspective on some yeah. things. So I think it was really a rich sweet time. And you enjoyed this it? Did you, oh, yeah. you obviously, I only had to write half Book.
0: That's, that's I, book. I'm telling you, it was wonderful. I mean, writing a book is not a casual endeavor. No, it's correct. not. And, so, and I'm
2: not a writer. It no, was kind of all new stuff for me writer, to, so. to figure out. Yeah, that yeah.
0: wasn't. That wasn't hard.
1: Okay, cool. Um, I, I, I have a personal uh, question for you that was was not in the questions I gave you. And so this will cut, catch a little off guard, but I often do that, so it's okay. <laughs> um, your oldest son is a comedian. Is that correct? That yes. is correct. Now... Was that challenging for you? Be, not, and, and I know how you, your, your, your direction was, the relationship, mm-hmm. I get yeah, it. Yeah. But, but, but you would think that you'd want him to follow in your footsteps. Well, or he, th-
0: he says he is. He's a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't most people think pastors are jokes? So he is... Um, Got it. I mean, mission now accomplish. you know where he gets it. Yes, right. Yeah. I got it. Okay. He, he went to Auburn University, got a, a finance degree, got a great job right out of college. So
2: this was a curveball. Total curveball. Really a curveball. And, and he's ball, very like-
0: introverted. Yeah. Oh wow. And he wanted to write comedy. He he would he watched every episode of The Office over and over uh-huh. and over. And and one day he came to me and said, "You know what I'd like to do? I would like to write comedy, like for television." Yeah. I said, "Well, I, movies." I'm like, "You're talking the wrong guy." <laughs> So I, I connected him to a friend of mine who's a comedian and he said, and he connected him to somebody who writes. He said, if you're gonna write it, you gotta go do stand-up. You gotta pay your dues. He dent. said, you yeah. don't
2: know what's funny till you, f- you feel the pressure of yeah. being funny. funny. Yeah, that's true.
0: So he so it's went good. to the comedy club down in Atlanta where you do kind of amateur night, get on a list, yeah, you yeah. get five Open minutes, mic night. Yeah. Open yeah. mic. he did and he it over it. and over and over. And he
2: loved it. I loved it. He did I not expect it. to love it and he love loved that. it.
0: Yeah. But
1: the fact that you fueled it is what's pretty incredible on your part. Yeah. The fact that you, you you encouraged it. You fanned it, it the flame. It was a process.
0: Because yeah. I would. Th- I, here's how I would think. Well, I know what this looks like at 25. What does it look like at 45? Yeah. And then I thought, that's no way to think. I mean, who would do anything if you thought that way yeah, all the time, true. right? That's a good point. Yeah. And all my friends were like, "Go for it, go for it." I'm mm-hmm. like.
2: You know, let's, let's think about it. <laughs> but like, then he kind of hit a tipping point where with his full-time job, he was running out of vacation days yeah. when people invited him to do things mm-hmm. out of town. Yeah. So he was running out of vacation days. He was seeing that this was financially something that could potentially work. Awesome. So he came to us and he yeah. said, I think uh, it, they, he was actually about to be given a promotion at work. And he didn't want to accept a promotion and let them train him and do all of Correct. that when yeah. he knew mm-hmm. he may be leaving yes. yeah. and yes. take yes. that opportunity from somebody else. Yes. But so, the fact
0: that he came to me. Relationships.
1: Yep. Yeah, the, the,
0: the, we had paid yeah. for there it. That yeah. was an ongoing conversation. He knew I wouldn't chastise him. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. I was again. I was honored that as an adult. I mean, he's got his own job, his own yeah. car, yeah. do yeah. his own thing. Yeah. And yeah, yeah.
2: And at yeah. the time Paying he wasn't rent. married, yeah. and we were like, you know what? If you're ever going to do it, now's the time. Let's yeah. give it a
0: shot. And he's really funny. You know, I'm, I've got to check him out. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really do. You should uh, have him at your conference uh, next year. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great flood for our dad. Well done, dad.
1: I like it. I like it. Gotta um, keep him busy. Sandra, you you had the privilege of staying home for a long time. I did, yep. And um, a lot of these pastors, their wives don't have that privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did, is a privilege. It, it is, oh, yeah, absolutely. big time. Uh, but um, a, a lot of us pastors have the choice, we just choose not to. I want you to talk to us a little bit about, um, both of you, please, if you don't mind, just the significance of that decision. In other words, if as if pastors we have the opportunity mm-hmm. to do so, why do you think it's so significant? Mm-hmm. Uh, usually because coming, coming, at least from my environment, I just didn't want to be broke again. Mm-hmm. So for me it was, I just want both of us to work mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that we don't have to worry about that. Yep. Absolutely. But, 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 but sometimes you've got to really count that cost mm-hmm. and remember the direction that you're trying to get to. Mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit about, it, especially the, the younger pastor who might have that opportunity. Yeah. Why, why should we do that?
2: Well, I think one of the things um, about the understanding the stages of parenting, mm-hmm. there there is also an ebb and flow of what's required of you as a parent during yes. the different seasons of life. Yes. So yes. during those early years, I had the opportunity to be at home and I just didn't want to miss the things that I knew I couldn't get back. Mm-hmm. And once oh, our kids good. transition from one season or one stage to the next stage, that stage is over, you're not going back. And during those training years, same thing, we chose to to homeschool during some of those years. Mm-hmm. She points and
0: to so, me, but she chose to homeschool. Yeah, I, I, was, I was all for it as long as she did it. Because yeah, right. I was not good at it. And so
2: that, of course, dictated yeah. that decision. I was not going to be able to do anything else if mm-hmm. I was going to focus on that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but for me and my mindset and my personality and my temperament, I just simply looked at all of that and thought these are some years. I've got a long time, hopefully, if yeah. I'm healthy and yeah. everything goes yeah. as we. You know, as it normally does. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of years to do ministry. I've got a lot of That's years brilliant. to do some other stuff. These are years I cannot get back. Yeah. And I'm just, I just wasn't willing to give up what I was going to yeah. have to give up yeah. in order to work, to, you know, to yeah. be an extra income or whatever at that yeah. time.
0: And it's not one size fits all. It we would never not. say and we it. It. And we it. And it And there are different needs in yeah. different yeah. families yeah. and our
2: single moms, all of those things. These are real, yeah. real Absolutely. things. And, and you have to take all that you into know,
0: account. Six, 70% of our staff, or 68% of our staff are female we just did a survey is mm-hmm. why well. mm-hmm. i know i'm surrounded yeah. by extraordinarily competent women that yeah. i can't imagine and doing most of them do. are moms. yeah, yeah. So, so they're
2: you know they're figuring out how to make that yeah. work in their yeah, families yeah. No, but, it, but to your
0: point i think the reason what's behind the question is it you should at least consider it that's if exactly. it's possible that's exactly and yeah. stepping back with lifestyle in order to accomplish something that you that Again, you're the only person that can that's be right. do right. this. And if you have the opportunity and there's a way to do it, then I, right. I can't imagine um, if we're talking about moms specifically yeah. or dads, but a mom regretting, oh, I wish I had gone to work earlier. Mm-hmm. You, you, you don't it's hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, Rarely.
2: Yeah. So it's yeah.
0: something to consider. None and man. Yeah. we homeschooled, just so you know, we homeschooled Andrew through the time it was ready for him to go to high school dropped him into a big
2: giant five A public high school. He said because we didn't love him anymore. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so he went from home school to high school. Oh my big goodness. high school. Yeah. And then we put our other two kids in a private school and then put them in public high school. We yeah. wanted our kids to go to public high school yeah. for sure. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the I, world. I never yeah.
2: intended to even do that as long as I did. We were prayerful every year and I you know, oh, wow. we didn't commit to a mm-hmm. whole yeah. long time of doing that. It was this is what we're gonna do this year. Uh-huh. As we get to the end of the year we'll be prayerful about And I would say, "Hey,
0: do you want to do this again?" So
2: it was always it was always up in the air as to how we would do Now the only thing
0: about homeschool is because you know had friends at church, I had to teach all of our kids all the bad language (laughs) because they didn't know any, and I knew they were going to public high school, so I had to get them ready. So I taught them all the bad words, and then Sandra taught them all the combinations (laughs) so that they say they would be prepared. (laughs)
1: So says look, that. yeah. oh. <laughs> no, that's cool. Oh, wow. How awesome are you guys? I thank you. Okay. Yeah. Let me just take the last uh, few minutes that we have together. Let's and redeem this
2: conversation. No, 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 it's perfect. Everything's going
1: <laughs> incredible. Thank you. Uh, uh, and let's talk a little bit about, about leadership, just in closing. Uh, you've got an incredible way of communicating, not only the gospel, but an incredible way of, of connecting with people. Um, literally, I just want you to, I know it, but I want you to tell us, in your process, in your mind, uh, when you have a sermon to do, what goes through your mind? Just walk us through what goes through your mind.
0: So many people ask me this question Mm -hmm. and I don't have a great answer, but here's what might be helpful. And interrupt me if it's like, that's not helpful. (laughs) I work so far ahead. For example, I start a series this Sunday, it's a three-part series. I turned all the outlines in before Christmas Mm -hmm. to my team. Mm -hmm. Yesterday I finished the first part of my next series, Mm -hmm. and there's two Sundays in between with guests with a local. So for me, I want to be so far ahead because it gives me time to incubate. I'm able to give my outlines to staff to look at, to get feedback weeks in advance. This helps with programming, this helps with everything. everything. And when I hear pastors say, oh, I work better last minute. I'm like, you only say that because that's all you've ever done. <laughs> but if you can get further out, then, so for example, if I have a three-part series and I've done all three, when I'm doing part three, I realize, oh, that should be in part one. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I have an idea that could be if there's so much more incubation yes. time. Yes. There's not the rush. I'm not, I don't fear emergencies. And, yes. and I you know, people don't think this about me. I still pastor a local church. I do funerals, I'm doing a funeral this Sunday after church. Uh-huh. So I, I'm in the thick of pastoral ministry because I like it honestly. Yeah. yeah. So yes. I just staying that far ahead gives me the opportunity not to feel rushed yes. and to let things sit, to run across things in the meantime. Yeah. Um, and so I would, in, in terms of the, the actual, my mental process, the other thing is you've heard me preach some. I want to take people on a journey. Mm -hmm. I want to tease something at the front Mm -hmm. end so Mm -hmm. they're like, oh my goodness, whether you're a Christian or Mm non-Christian, that's interesting. I don't know the answer to that. There's a mystery to solve, a question to answer, a tension to resolve. Mm -hmm. I want to put that out there early. I want to take people to the scripture to say, God has addressed this. Jesus has addressed this. Here's what it looks like. And then I want to say, even if you're not a believer, you should try this because this is what Jesus taught. This will make your life better, as we say. Following mm-hmm. Jesus will make your life better. It'll make you better. you better at life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's my one-line evangelism that I came up with years ago. <laughs> elevator pitch. My elevator pitch for Christianity <laughs> that I then began using mm-hmm. in messages. So the time and inviting input. Yes. Um, just super specific. Um, in our country, when there have been racial issues, mm-hmm. and you know, here's the white guy, and here comes Sunday, and Got we it. need to talk about this. Got it. By, by working ahead of time, when we have to interrupt the regularly scheduled, mm-hmm. scheduled program to deal with something that's cultural, mm-hmm. I don't feel as, as so much Box angst. And I, because I'm in the habit of inviting staff members to speak into my outlines ahead of time, incredible. I have been so well served by our, our African American staff to give them the outline and Correct. say, "Where are the landmines? Where am I saying this wrong? Yes. How could I say this better? I don't want to be misunderstood, but I don't want to ignore what's happening." Correct. So just the fact that our staff is accustomed to that—that that that's not the exception to the rule. That's the rule anyway. That's good. In it's good. those uh, in those special moments, those special, those important times. That's just part of the routine around here. So. And one last thing to the pastors, the communicators. You're being evaluated every time you speak. So evaluation isn't something you have to invite. Everybody's doing it. Your wife is evaluating, right? Your husband, your children. It all gets evaluated. The question is, are we, learning, are we gaining from the evaluation? The only way to gain from it is to systematize it and to invite people in. So. That, yeah, that's my no, that's great. synopsis on preaching. Okay,
1: now, you, you, you've begun doing this a little bit more, so I'd like to hear yours too. Some ladies well, in the audience like, would I, love to hear how you go about the process.
2: It's so funny because and even getting ready for some of these interviews, we're sitting on our two sofas in our living room last night and he comes out with his Kindle like he's about to read. And I'm like, oh no, no, no. We have to talk about tomorrow <laughs> because he can, he just, this is all inside a, of him. Yes. He's such a, a, a seasoned communicator and I'm not. And yeah. so I just need a little more prep time. Absolutely. So I said, you're going to need to go get your computer. <laughs> <because> we got <laughs> some prep to do. I love it. Um, so, but for me, I, I'm enjoying it more and more. Good. I love talking about this content. Mm-hmm. I love talking to foster parents since mm-hmm. that's been a big part of our journey. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, it takes me a long time to get to get there, to get, to yeah. get there with the message. It's very stressful. But I, yeah, but I, I love it. Once I have it, once the Lord just kind of... You know kind of gives me what i'm going to say and yeah. get it all in my outline then i'm good but,
0: she, I, she's, but not, I, she's not dying to do it more <clears throat> no it. i'm I'm,
2: it. I'm happy with the
0: and i was so happy i didn't have to <laughs> homeschool so, <laughs> <laughs> we all have our yeah let's go all area. right uh
1: looking ahead uh pastors let's say young men 25 let's say 30 and under and it would what, what What's in your heart for those guys? What concerns Mm. you for that generation of community without the generalizations, which I know you're not going to do, but just what's in your heart for them? And what what would you would you would you wish you could
0: say to them? Wow. The thing that concerns me, because you sent me some questions Mm -hmm. to look at, and Mm -hmm. this was one of the questions. The thing that concerns me or breaks my heart a little bit is the rock star mentality mm-hmm. that has become a part of mm-hmm. pastoring. And I say rock star mentality, yeah, exactly exclusivity, me. exclusivity, yeah. exclusivity, mm-hmm. exclusivity, the sense that I'm somebody, I'm special. <sighs> I love the fact that you just used your first name. Mm-hmm. I've always just wanted to use my Mini first Andy. name. Yep. Um, there's nothing special about us. We yep. know that. Yep. And... Um, but this, you know, the super fast growing church, kind of the, got to get it going fast, got to get all of that. I I was raised in the opposite of that. And I have seen that undermine the success, especially Mm. of super talented male communicators who can draw a crowd because they're so good. And then people are like, oh, pastor and it's spiritual and you're so filled with the spirit. You're so anointed. I'm like, no, he's just got a good gift. It's a gift. I'm not diminishing the role of Holy Spirit. The New Testament is very clear about this. We are given gifts, what we do with them is up to us and hopefully we submit them to the leadership of our our Savior and our Mm -hmm. King. So the thing that concerns me a little bit is young men who get in for really good motives. They love God, they have a Mm -hmm. gift, they see people respond when they teach and they wanna do that more, all that's great. Mm And then if they're not careful, there's the what we talk about, there's the evolution of a court. Mm-hmm. Before long, people love them so much, they love them into unhealth. Yes. Now as a preacher's kid, yes. Yes. I saw this firsthand with my dad mm-hmm. and I'm convinced it gives me and people like me um, a, a healthy sensitivity to how badly that can go. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I have right. fended off, <laughs> to use yeah. the term, the evolution of a court. I'm not special. We don't celebrate my birthday. I don't want anything for Christmas. Don't give me anything. I and as as pastors, if we're not intentional, people Mm -hmm. who are Mm well-meaning and love Mm -hmm. us can ruin us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for the young pastor out there, they look at you or they look at me and they're like, "Oh, I want to be like that someday." And you know. Years ago, people don't ask me this anymore. Years ago, people, young men always would come up after the service, Andy, I wanna do what you do. What do I need to do? And I would. this is what I would say, I would say, number one, you have to be born into the home of a famous pastor. That's number one. You wanna know how I got here? Number one, okay? My dad, right. Then your parents have to go through a high profile divorce. Yes. That's number two. They're looking at me, I'm like, hey, you wanna know my story? That's my I story. Yeah. So you, look, just submit yourself to the Holy Spirit, submit oh. yourself to, your, mm. to King Jesus. Take advantage mm. of opportunities, and remember you're not special, yeah. right? We're yeah. just jars of clay. If you so. follow
2: Jesus through the Gospels, you see him serve yep. rather than be served.
1: Yep. And that's the
2: bottom line. Yeah. Every
1: time. That's great. That's yep. great. All right. Now let's talk about the future of the church. You've, you've been in a, a lot of hot water and I enjoy watching
0: you navigate some of those.
1: <laughs>
2: um, I'm glad you do.
0: <laughs> she can't even repeat what she says when she sees me charging off into...
2: <laughs> into battle. Into battle. Anyway, go ahead, back but, to the sorry. But, but I, just, I,
1: just, I just love the fact that you've kept the uncharged the priority. Mm. And on behalf of all the people that can see beyond the rhetoric. We want to say thank you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We really, really do. Uh, uh, thank you for your for your talk to the Georgia Senate. No, you saw uh, that. That was incredible. Uh, that was extraordinarily well done. Uh, thank you for um, boiling down to the the gospel, to the resurrection of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. which cannot be deconstructed. Uh, j- just thank you for doing that. Anyways, let me get to my question. Um, the future of the local church what are two or three things that you see coming that as pastors we need to be very mindful of Mm -hmm. as we as we try to lead with courageous vision into Mm -hmm. the future talk to us a little
0: bit about that well 20 you know our church is 27 years old 27 years ago in the southeast i felt like we stepped away from something traditional in order to do a better job reaching unchurched people. And so the model change, you know, we introduced a, n- a new model for mm-hmm. the Southeast, you know, it was happening in some other parts of the country. So that was a model change. Yeah, I think the next change is not gonna be so much a model like the buildings or the music, you yeah. know, we've we've crossed yeah. those <laughs> trenches and filled them in behind <laughs> us, you know, the and that's fine, there's no one size fits all, people right. should. I, I, I think, and it's just me, but you ask. I think we've still not come to terms with the fact that a 15-year-old, a 20-year-old, can find out what is in the Bible without even picking up a Bible. Yeah. Once upon a time, if you wanna know what's in there, you gotta find one and find it. And yes. nowadays, think of it, you can discover what else, the, the what else is the part we skip, right. what else is in the Bible without ever touching a not Bible. That. Yes. So we still use antiquated everybody has to have a book language in our preaching and our teaching and for years and years and years you just pointed to it we have anchored people's faith to the Bible mm-hmm. the problem is in the first century people's faith were anchored to the event Correct. that not launched the, the movement yep. that eventually brought us the Bible. Correct. So as theological and as clunky as that sounds I'm convinced this generation we're behind do not yeah. I don't think this is the next I think yeah. We've got, it. and this is where I get criticized because people feel like I'm dismissing the Bible or discounting. I mean, Sandra would tell you every morning,
2: you He's know, got two his tra- Bible in his lap. two translations
0: yep. and a commentary for my quiet time, Absolutely. not not studying. Just I just, I just lo- loves no. scripture. Yeah, yeah we yeah. both do. Dr. Hendricks taught you well. I know. Yeah, exactly. I know right. I how whenever people go off, I'm like, come on, man. I, I the guys but I understand the because when you start messing with traditional language, yes. it sounds like we're messing with traditional theology. Correct, but. I think for the sake of my kids and in, in their, you know, the 20-something, the 30-something-year-olds mm-hmm. who are trying to hang on to faith mm-hmm. and wonder, is it relevant? Does yeah. it work anymore? Yeah. Our language, mm-hmm. our approach to how we talk about Scripture and how we talk about our faith, its we've got to continue to change. And I listen yeah. to lots of preaching, and it's just, again, it's not that it's not true. It's yeah. just that what it's anchored to for the someone with just a little bit of skepticism Skepticism, built in it's like it just doesn't hold up but the gospel holds up as you just said you you can't deconstruct the resurrection i mean and if jesus rose from the dead game on if he didn't paul said there's no game (laughs) i mean we i didn't make that (laughs) up you know paul said that (laughs) so i think some of that what we're anchoring people's faith to um how we talk about it the i think that has to be certainly part of the future Future. of the church. You have to Mm -hmm. make those changes, which has something to do with theological education. But the form and function of how long the services last and music, the great news is because of some changes in the past few years, we're so open to, I mean, we have no excuse. I mean, we can use media. I mean, it's, the tools are all there to sit at my computer and never open a book. I've yeah. given away most of my library because with Logos, I mean it's all yeah. That's fabulous. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. I, no, it's I, I think some of the shifts and the changes are going to be in that realm, not yeah. so much, you know, what does the building look like? Mm-hmm. What does the music sound like? Yes. I, but that's just me. That's awesome.
1: Well, I just want to say thank you both. Um, on behalf of all these men and women that are here, I, I need you to, to hear me clearly say this: Thank you for modeling the way well yeah. for us. Thank you. Thank you for serving the white church, the Indian church, the Asian church, and the African-American church. We are deeply grateful. You have no idea my church is the way it is because we've followed you Mm -hmm. to the T. God's been gracious to us, but it literally is because of your model. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your relationship. Thank you for blessing the body of Christ with this book. And now that we can just peer into through the window into how you guys raise your kids, we just want to do what you ask your kids to do and honor both of you and say thank you very, very much for your faithful presence in this community, around the country, and literally around the world. We love wow. you guys and we appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thanks, so Thanks much. for this opportunity.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode of Your Greatest Accomplishment. And thank you for talking parenting with us. We're so grateful that you're here, and we would encourage you, if this has been helpful, to leave a review or share this with another parent who you think might help them along the journey. We can't wait to see you again
2: next month.